This week on Marvel, Savage Avengers continues to disappoint Vinny. Amazing Spider-Man. Slightly more interesting. And Banner of War continues to be the best comic series of 2022. Uh, also, the first episode of Ms. Marvel dropped, and it was delightful to uh, many people's surprise. And, of course, a few uh, bigots' problems, but we'll talk about that at a later time. And, of course, uh, Midnight Suns gets its release date and trailers and information. We'll go all into that this week on Marvel. Hello, hello, everyone. It is I, Tony Scangili, joined by my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Vinny and Josh. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. What's going on, guys? We're going to jump right into the comics today because uh, we want to. And this was a very slow week for comics. There was only six Marvel comics or seven released this week. Some good, some bad, some mediocre. But Vinny, Savage Avengers 2. Take it away, man. All right. So weeks I was hyping it up and even like about a month ago when Savage Avengers one came out, I was still like on the edge. I'm like, you know, it's always a good chance of being really good. Blah, blah, blah. This is just a roll call. And, you know, I felt like issue two was this issue that was supposed to really bring us into the plot or really hook us because like, you know, number one was really shaky. You know, it's almost as bad as Amazing Spider-Man issue one that came out recently. But, um, you know, in issue two here, they're still back in, I believe, the Hyborian age. And they're kind of still doing this roll call, getting everyone together. And I was talking to Josh before this uh, podcast started, and it felt like a the best way to describe it was like a bad D&D campaign, you know? Like we had all these opposites at the end of the day, just kind of end up in a jail cell. Um, you know, they start off in multiple places, somewhere in the... Some are in an arena fighting, some are out in the fighting army, and none of them really made sense of even how they got there, right? Because we see in the beginning uh, Daredevil and Cloak fighting in this arena. We They don't explain how they got there. Um, all we know is that they're fighting, uh, I believe, Devil Dinosaur, which is the coolest part, I think, of this comic. And Devil Dinosaur is pretty late, so that's super unfortunate. Um, that, that was the coolest like highlight of this. Uh, so moving past the arena, they get sent to jail. We see Deathlock. He makes his own gun. He forges. That's all he does. And I think so he kills dumb. a guy in the alley. Like that's it. Like that was the big. And he's by the way, he's the big villain. And all he did, and all of issue two was make a gun, not like a crazy gun. He just made a gun and he choked on. a man out. He makes a gun in like a. Bronze Age blacksmith like That's shop. Like a not just like a it's not like he made a flintlock gun. He makes like a a futuristic cyber gun out of like scrap metal. It is the dumbest thing in the world. And you think about it, if this is the bronze age, bronze warps like really easy with like heat. So it's just he's gonna shoot once and it's gonna be like done. But um, uh, like Black Knights, there, like yeah, the roll call is cool, right? Like the team, they the people they have are cool, but like none of them are synergist. Like there's no synergy with these guys. They uh, Weapon H, if anyone knows him, he's like 
a mixture of the Hulk and the Wolverine. He has like both their powers. He can now, and this is canon now, he can change his gamma frequency and change how he looks, just like Hulkling. But this, so when we see it, he is like the Red Hulk, but then he also has like bird wings and bird feet. He's just like flying around and he's like this 700 pound man just like seamlessly flying with bird wings. I don't know. Like, like I said, this is, there was so much potential and I'm still going to keep reading it. But right now I, I wouldn't even recommend buying this like at all. This is a stay away at the moment. I hope it does get better. What is it? Watch or is there, are we just like abandon it for now? Come back. Maybe. Look, if I if I if Flash Thompson wasn't my favorite DC character, I would say abandon. But I will personally still be watching. You might even get it right and call him a Marvel character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're very good at this. Um, I I to be fair, I've been reading a lot of DC comics recently too. So and we were talking about DC. We like, were right literally just talking no. about it while we're playing <laughs> yeah. DC Worlds Collide. So like, it, it sorry guys, we also read DC comics. It's almost like they're not competing, um, right? Um, but what uh, I was gonna say was like, I honestly, this is this is what it's going to be a five issue series, right? This isn't going to be a long series. I would say wait till it's all done maybe pick it up like if it actually gets good if it's gonna be a five issue series it's gonna be a trade paperback and if it's gonna be a trade paperback you can get it at barnes and noble for twelve dollars exactly like wait till then yeah like uh, i would wait this is this is so you know unfortunate. What? I'm I'm gonna I'm guys. gonna play I'm gonna play a little bit of the man in the middle on this one and say I would rather a I'd rather them take chances with interesting stories that fall flat. Right? Then yes. then tell the same story. Uh I'm sorry, let me rephrase this then do what they've been doing to Captain Marvel for the last decade. Because Captain Marvel is one of those characters, and Morbius, yeah, is one of those characters where she's awesome and unfortunately nobody knows or cares enough to write her awesome. So it's like this, I, I call it the Superman issue, back to DC, where like good Superman stories are are very rare because most of the time... People are like, Superman, infinite power god guy. What's he going to do? He's going to fight another infinite power god guy. Well, then it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, um, the really good stories focus on not his godhood, but his humanity. And and those are uh, a dime a dozen, really. But, you know, uh, I, I, I... Would you say Savage Avengers is bad or would you just say it's not great? It's not great. It's not bad. Um, yeah. it's, not, it, it's not bad. It's just not great. It's like, just like, I think they're missing something in this story that's like, makes you want to care. Yeah. I feel like there's really no risk. Maybe that's it. Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. The, I, I think the risk is Savage is, Avengers. Is, is like <laughs> the, the, the Conan aspect of it. It feels 
It was still more like a crossover. Not out of place, but it feels so unnecessary. Like Conan is supposed to be the central character of all of this, right? Uh, Deathlock is coming to hunt down Conan and we end up in like Conan's era. And yet he's just kind of moping about like, man, I got beat by the metal man. And you're like, that's not Conan. That's not cool. Like, and then, so you have, you have like the central character that's not panning out. And then you have this hodgepodge team of like mismatch that have no cohesion to like congeal around him almost to like bring it together. So you just have like this scattered loosely based off of like potentially cool characters that aren't meshing well or at all into a story that feels out of place as well. It's also, I think the dialogue between them, like, like you said, it's meshing well in general. It's like on top of that, they all feel pretty 2d. Exactly. And it's, Um, I don't know. I feel like they have such a good, I keep saying a lineup issues, but they're not. You want to know what it is? is I think maybe they needed to cut about two of the Savage Avengers out. Just like two of them. Cloak and Dagger. Um, no, not not necessarily Cloak and Dagger, because you can even see like Cloak and Dagger as one. But like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe see. it is Cloak and Dagger. But like, cut two of them out because like, in the in the first issue, it felt like a lot of scatter because it was a roll call. But then when they got split into, like, four different stories, like there was no time in a single. A single comic book issue of like if this was like a book um where you could spend like team of two you spend a chapter there and a team of two you spend a chapter there you could like develop those into interesting stories but like when you have you know 30 pages of a comic um to tell four different stories at once like you're just not going to get a lot of depth there and that's what it felt like because like the potential of like cloak or yeah cloak and daredevil electra fighting devil dinosaur in arena that sounds awesome i want to read about that but that lasted about a page and a half and then we were on to the next thing and then um uh, weapon h and black knight get into a bar brawl like in some shanty sea town like i want to read about that that sounds kind of interesting and then I forget. Oh, uh, Conan and Dagger's story was kind of dumb. Like they just ended up fighting some like random attack horde and got captured. Like what? And so it it just felt like there wasn't enough to go into, and there wasn't enough time. And then, like we said, bad D and D campaign where suddenly all the party members who haven't really met before are in jail and then they break out of jail. And now you're on your grand quest to do lame, not, not that D and D is lame, but a lame D and D story, you know? So you got to fight the evil wizard in the tower. Hooray. You save the princess or just generic intro of how everyone assembles. Yeah. So I'm surprised there wasn't like a tavern scene where someone was, was. There drinking. Was there, there? Uh, I mean, that's where that's where Black Knight and uh, Weapon X end up. They, like I said, they end up in a bar brawl. Oh, this is D and D. I love D and D, but oh, I do this too. D and D. 
Come on. But it's not great. <laughs> to be D&D. fair, to be fair, my least favorite part of D&D, and I cannot stress this enough, and I refuse to play in any campaign where this is the case because I will go uh affectionately we refer to it in my local play group as tits up. Um uh, I will go tits up if if you're gonna tell me that we're gonna meet in a fucking tavern. Really, dude? <laughs> yes. I'm gonna ask you a really important there? question in your life. Roll, How roll many times have you drunk. embarked on an adventure with someone you just met in a bar? And the That's answer to that question is n- more is than you more than you should have, right? More than you should have, yes. and it probably uh, wasn't as good an adventure as you want it to be. That's. It's about a 50-50 on that. But that's because I make bad life choices, right? Like, so don't, anyone listening, don't model your life after mine and, like, just get drunk with strangers and then go on random adventures with said stranger where, like, you get in their car to go because that has, like, a chance of not you ever being alive again. So Funny funny enough, that happened to me, like, two days ago. I, uh, I was at Walmart. So I met this man at Walmart. (laughs) <laughs> even worse i know even here, worse here comes bad decisions we we're talking about fishing and he's like yeah man let's go fishing so we got exchanging numbers when we went to the woods and went fishing the next morning oh my god yeah but there was still a step between there there yeah. was still a we exchanged numbers and then went the next day fishing which yes i'm surprised <laughs> you're alive in that's mind I, was, I was sitting there i was like wait this is might be a bad idea so i just brought a gun but yeah, this, this... yeah. The worst part is, so no showed me. You got ghosted. I got right. ghosted by a fifty-year-old man. He Anyways. was fifty. Yeah, this story gets better. Ah, <laughs> uh, this will now forever be known as the time Vinny almost got kidnapped and murdered in the and woods. murdered and sold for body parts. Wow. So, uh, uh, Josh, quick, save up. us. ASM3. Yeah, anyways, so not getting captured and murdered in the woods. ASM3. Um, so last week we were talking about how, like, ASM was kind of off to a lackluster start. It started picking up in uh, issue two. We still have that lingering question of what happens in Pennsylvania. And if that's the reason why you're reading ASM3, uh, prepare to be disappointed, but that's not to say ASM three was disappointing because it was setting the plot for like what's happening current day. So um, we left off issue two with Spider-Man being captured by Tombstone, and now he is basically hogtied in an abandoned uh, subway tunnel, and Tombstone is beating the ever-loving crap out of him. I'm talking like his mask they the way they did it was like his mask is red but you could tell that it was soaked in blood like that's how much he is beating the crap out of him and then tombstone is giving all these backstories on um like how he grew up how he grew up to be like a hardened criminal um he's planning to frame one of the rival gangs that he is up against the roses by going having his men dress up as them and go out uh, to commit crime. They didn't really say what the crime was, but it's unimportant because like, you sure it's gonna be bad. And then you find out, um, so there's been this subplot that Tombstone's daughter is dating Peter Parker's best friend and they're about to get married. 
And initially he's like, yeah, I'm fine with that. But now that Peter has come in and started ruining, you know, or uh, Spider-Man's come in and started ruining his like attitude and his outlook on life. He's like, no, I'm just going to kill that kid instead. And so that's where we leave off at the end of issue three is uh, Peter Parker hogtied in an abandoned subway tunnel about to be shot uh, by these men while Tombstone goes to kill his daughter's boyfriend, who is also Peter Parker's best friend and known associate of uh, Spider-Man. So uh, things aren't looking great for Peter as per the usual. Um, like I said, it doesn't touch on the, the greater mystery of this, but I think the conversation between uh, Spider-Man and Tombstone was really well done. You know, he starts out like typical Spider-Man, you know, kind of being a little mouthy. But then as he realizes, like, his situation isn't going to improve. And not only his situation isn't going to improve, but the situation of, like, seemingly innocent people are about to go south. And he's not going to be able to protect them. You see his entire tone kind of shift and change. And then he starts, like, you know, pleading and going, no, 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 I've learned my lesson just leave people alone. And Tombstone goes, no, no, no. It is, it is too late for that, friend. Um, and yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I assume he's going to get out of this because he's the hero. But uh, is, the question is going to be, is he get, does he get out of it in time? Um, and I have a feeling that the way that writers hate Peter Parker, he's not going to. So... Imagine they actually shoot him. Sorry. <laughs> like, Did you just ask? I wonder if he's going to get out of it in the series called Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. I'm yeah. like, I'm like 80% sure he makes it, dude. No, I, <laughs> no, I, I know that Peter's going to make a big that. number. I I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious on how he's going to get out of this because like, he's seemingly like not been able to break these chains that he's in so far. So I don't know if maybe someone's going to come help him. Um, or if he's just going to go like insane and just break these like literal chains that he's in, um, and somehow get out. But like, what I'm curious on is how much damage is Tombstone going to do before Peter Parker can get out of this? Um, because you know that any amount of like damage Tombstone does, Peter's just going to have on his conscience because he's going to blame himself. And we'll see how, you know, where this adds up. Um, I think we have a good chance of him getting shot and escaping. I agree. Yes. I think we'll see both. I think they'll actually shoot him because Marvel hates Spider-Man. And they just want to make sure you guys know that. But then they'll also escape because they have this continued series. Yeah, I'm not worried about Spider-Man. I'm worried about um, his friend who is dating Tombstone's daughter. Who oh, the guy we've never met before who doesn't even no, have a name? Yeah, yeah. No, no I don't him. remember We met him in issue name. one. Yeah, we met him in issue one. I forget his name. They said it. This is um, like his only friend right now, too. This is, there's no one else. <laughs> like Basically. Um, and also, I forgot that Tombstone also captured that guy's dad as well and is planning on murdering him to send a message. So it's not just enough to kill the guy that's dating your daughter who... Uh, by everything we've seen are in a, like a very happy relationship. Um, so he's going to kill him and that guy's dad just to get back at Spider-Man. 
Ugh. Messy. Real messy. It ain't great. No. So, like I said, um, the dialogue between the two of them was pretty well done. Uh, it, it felt like a cool story. It just doesn't feel... It's not probably what people wanted, which is to find out what happened in Pennsylvania. And I don't think we're going to get that for a while. I think we're going to continue down this little tombstone story for a bit and then figure out that. So at least the uh, story is picking up, you know, it is because we were all really doubtful for issue one and then issue two. We still weren't sure. It was still a little better. Issue three seems to be way better. And then hopefully they're going to continue like this trend. This was all Spider-Man, no Peter Parker. Yeah. Maybe that's it. We saw zero Peter Parker. Interesting. Okay, whatever. Like, uh, you yeah. know, like, fine. I'm sure we're fine. If, if you uh, like Spider-Man, keep reading. If you don't like Spider-Man, then what are you doing? reading in the first place um yeah unless yeah. you like reading about people messing with spider-man in which case cool are you so. saying pull are you saying watch or are you saying watch. skip watch I, okay. watch I, this is gonna stay on my watch until we find out what happened in pennsylvania um and then i will make a decision for myself and then obviously tell other people because i don't tell other people what to do um I do on whether all the or time. Not. <laughs> if you're if yeah. you're interested, so I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of of buying comics. I was just telling you guys yeah. uh, earlier. I just picked up like a hundred dollars. So my local comic book store, I give them a pull list. I say, hey, uh, I give them general ideas like, hey, anytime Doctor Strange has a new thing, pull it for me. I like Doctor Strange. Anytime Doom is gets his own run, pull it. You know, um, give me all the X Men Reds. Give me whatever. And they call me actually or message me depending on who it is uh the older the older uh, member guys who own the store will call me and everyone else who works there will just like dm me or something they'll be like hey tony uh how interested are you in this uh and i'm like yeah, yeah pull it 90 percent of the time if they say tony we think you'd be interested in this like i give them i'm not even exaggerating like once or twice a month uh i'll give them like a hundred bucks so like I'm one of their I'm not their best client but I'm like one of their most consistent clients. So like they're not going to come be like hey buy all these garbage comics. You will like these like too often or else I'll just be like all right I'll stop buying from you. You know like so we have a really good relationship and um I re- like I love picking up comics but I'm like I grew up I worked at a comic book store as a kid um teenager like I know that the, this isn't a, a library thing that comic book stores tend to pull because, you know, they got to sell them. And that makes sense. I buy comics as the collection aspect of them. I like to. And a lot of people can't afford, they don't like want to just have a stockpile of comic books uh, or they buy because they think it'll be worth something. I don't really do that. I buy because I love it. And I like to support comics because I think comic books have great stories and creative artists. And I want them to keep making them. So I've been a huge supporter of comics for a very long time. That said, I do read a good portion of my comic books online uh, for a number of reasons. The first of which is I don't have 
$350 free a month to spend on every new comic. I don't have that. Um, and honestly, if I did, I would probably, if I spent, if I bought every comic I was slightly interested in, I would probably stop reading comics altogether. Because sometimes, like Savage Avengers, the juice just ends up being a little bit more lackluster um, than it's worth it. And it would kind of turn me off to it. So I do recommend everybody support comics. That's why we do the poll, yes. watch, or, or ignore list. But at the same time, uh, I, I think that supporting comics is more than just paying the corporation who makes the comics and, and giving the, the stores like... You'll make, you know, if you want to support your local comic book store, I promise you they have toys and, and other ways that you could support them with better markups than comics. So I support that. But, like, if you're not on the fence, like, if, if we have it on the watch list, I'm more recommending that you either continue to listen to us uh, as we talk about the comics. Or if you, you know, if you see me or any of us on stream on the Internet feel free to bring up a comic you'd like us to kind of like go over and review in the meantime. And also just take a quick look at them on online, maybe through like Marvel Unlimited or something like read comic online or something like that, just to get an idea for whether you like it and then go out and support it. There are comics that I will always say, pick this up. Like I'm recommending like I do, like I pick up X-Men red because it's, it's a good story. The art's really good. I picked up that, uh, you know, Captain America Zero because the art style was great and it was a really interesting run and it's something I wanted to have. Uh, and that's what I recommend for everybody. Uh, yep. So, yeah, if it's, I... if it's on the watch list, I don't care how you read it. You know, don't go into your comic book store, read it and run away. That's kind of a <laughs> jerk move. Like, I don't care how you read it, but it's more like. I don't think you're going to ever want to show somebody this comic kind of thing, or we're not sure yet. Uh, whereas like buy means trust me at some point in time, you're going to want to like show like, Hey guys, check this out. This comic is dope. Um, or this cool art or something like that. So that's kind of where I stand on this and you know, your mileage may vary. Uh, yep. So I, I agree. I think this, I think this has the potential to be one of the better Spider-Man stories. Um, and if it doesn't pan out, it'll just be another Spider-Man story. I don't, this isn't going anywhere type of like, man, this is going to be a bad Spider-Man story. This is either going to be a really great one or just the same as well, any other random Spider-Man story. So we, I agree we, with might, that completely. we might get into a very similar part of this conversation later, but in my opinion, um, and we, we actually did kind of talk about this when we were talking about Marvel Snap. People kind of exist in their own bubble for the most part. And they'll say, well, I enjoy it, so that's good enough. And you don't understand, people don't really understand that your enjoyment of something doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters yeah. the most to you, but if you're if you enjoy something that a lot of people don't, if it doesn't make enough money for it to continue, your enjoyment of it won't make it continue. So you have to have that critical view of something like, like I was talking about with that game, Marvel Snap. I love Marvel Snap. It's a very fun game. It has no weight, breadth, or depth. So it, it is, it is as of right now. That might change, and then we'll have a different conversation. But it doesn't matter if it changes. 
because we don't know what the future holds. We only know right now. And right now, it's it's and I don't mean this to sound shitty, pun intended. It's a toilet game. It's a game that you play <laughs> when you run to the bathroom, when you're on a smoke break, when you're uh, trying to kill some time. You play for a little bit and then you forget about it or you don't go and it doesn't have that competitive edge or that depth that a lot of games tend to have. And again, well, if I'm, I, I'll never be wrong. That's the thing about the statement. I can't be wrong about that because that is what it is right now. If it changes, I'll be just as happy as anybody else because it gave that game a little bit more, you know, impact and a little bit more fun. Uh, and it's the same with comics. It's the same with everything. When we're talking about the runs like ASM, uh, it, it's important to be critical because right now they're they're doing you know uh, an interesting story i guess but they're teasing something and they that payoff has to happen because yes every author does owe their fans uh the, you know the last book in the series in a timely fashion Talking to you, Patrick Rothfuss. Talking to you, J.R. Uh, George R. R. Martin. Like, I was like, we might be asking for a long time for Tolkien. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, sorry, yeah, George George Martin. Um, yeah, uh, like you do owe them that because you're only you're not popular because you wrote a good story. You're popular because you wrote a good story and people bought it. So while you are entitled to be a human being and live your life, you are responsible to give the people who helped you get where you were in success you could there's probably there's amazing stories written i think of uh, authors like john scalzi who only recently or more recently became popular where he's been putting out books for a really long time and they were just not that interesting um or not that picked up uh look at things like invincible or the boys comics by um well, not both of them, but uh, who's the guy that? Mitch. Hates... No, I don't. Oh, know about that. the guy that. Sorry, who's the guy that know, hates superheroes? The... Um, uh, it's not I, Kirkman. Not sure. Kirkman did uh, uh, Walking Dead. He's also doing Invincible, or no, he's doing the voice. There's oh, I forget his name. He's uh it's killing me. He 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 hates superheroes. Um, he did Preacher. Uh, Gareth Gar Gar Gareth Ennis. If only we some... had some type of uh, he did twisted little vein. Machine. He did twisted little vein, which was one of my favorite stories. Uh... Let's see, Gareth Ennis, you were correct. Gareth Ennis, yeah, Gar Garth Ennis or Ennis or, or Garth Ennis. He, sorry, yeah, he did the boy. Sorry, he did the boys. He did preacher. Um, he hates superheroes. He hates the the the. He has a more. He has actually the most realistic approach yeah. to these type of things where it's they would never be the hero you know um and and like anyone with that much power could never be a good guy that kind of thing um so like those are the interesting runs that like you don't hear about him until time passes and he's like a cult fan until one day like you know 25 30 years ago marvel comics characters you couldn't even imagined an iron man movie because no one cares now we can't wait to see now we're having people fight over whether he should be recast you know in some movie and like who mm -hmm. like it's crazy how the changes go so you have to remember it, it if you enjoy something that's phenomenal and i'm happy that you enjoy it but that 
you also it also has to be good so if, yes. if the entire long-winded point of this conversation is if asm2 sets up this big mystery and strings you along for months in comics and then the big mystery doesn't pay off you're actually doing more damage because blindly supporting something you like is the dumbest thing you can do like be critical of the things you like so you're they're constantly doing better and better or else there's no reason to as critical as i am and this is the segue we've been setting up for of asm it's because i love him so much and because of how critical i can be about comics that seemed interesting but kind of let down when something like banner of war comes around and when we're dealing with thor 26 uh banner of war part four i can be fully immersed in this ridiculous story because i'm critical of when people seem to be phoning it in so speaking of thor 26 banner of war uh a quick reminder to everybody about what happened uh iron man of course showed up onto the dead celestial's hand riding the body of a different dead celestial uh in hulkbuster form uh, and uh, attempted to stop the new spaceship hulk piloted by bruce banner from going on a rampage he failed triggered what can only be described as the mother of all gamma bombs and ended up turning thor into a hulked out monster uh, <laughs> that was that now we're caught up so this comic is just visually stunning but generally speaking a, a lot of air uh it's got a couple of good high spots there's uh some interesting things happening but ultimately, uh, Thor is now hulked out, complete control, lost complete control of himself, just super ragey, murdering the uh, Hulk Buster armor that was left on the ground. It's already destroyed. He doesn't care. <laughs> uh, and then actual Hulk, who's in control of Hulk now, takes over uh, and goes, okay, it's time to fight thor hulk and they begin to hulk smash each other now thor hulk gets the upper hand at the beginning on account of him being both thor and the hulk uh so much so that bruce banner inside the hulk's brain as we've already established is speaking to odin also inside the hulk's brain about how they're going to figure this out odin uh being odin is comes up with a crazy idea and then we hard cut back to the two hulk idiots fighting uh thor they're just doing dumb thor stuff doesn't really make a difference because for anyone not following thor sif the new heimdall uh the person in charge of the the bifrost has decided she will be bringing thor home to face as guardian justice uh or to like cure him whichever comes first because sif does not fuck around uh therefore she summons the bifrost to bring thor in and uh because this comic needs to be more ridiculous thor hulk fights the bifrost and wins <laughs> he he beats the bifrost what? with his 
bare Thor <laughs> Hulk hands. Rainbow it is destroyed. Light of of Thor. Yeah, it is completely destroyed. He, uh, everywhere. Like, he destroyed the Bifrost. It does not exist anymore. Uh, because he didn't want to go. Uh, at this point, uh, Odin, realizing that that's a problem, uh, and that we have an issue, says, all right, I have a really good idea. Uh, and, uh, deems not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk worthy. Uh, so now Hulk catches Mjolnir, uh, after having summoned it to him and becomes oh. Hulk Thor or Thor Hulk. Yeah, because we Hulk, yeah, we have, no, Hulk we, have Thor. we have Hulk Thor and we have Thor Hulk Thor now. Hulk. Uh Hulk Thor is Thor who has become a Hulk. Thor Hulk is Hulk who now has the powers of Thor and Mjolnir. Suffice it to say, they immediately punch each other and the planet they're on explodes. <laughs> they don't even mess around. Uh, this is the Seth penultimate issue. There is only one issue left. It is, uh, there's probably an Omega, but uh, I don't know. Uh, but the conclusion of this story ends in Hulk 8. Uh, Hulk is currently not only wielding, but worthy of the power of Thor. Uh, the implication seems to be that Hulk will win in some way, shape, or form, or Banner will win. Who's to say? Uh, and I appreciate the ridiculousness of this story uh, because at the end of this issue, they go, and then we're going to have a two-part issue of Hulk versus Venom. Oh, no, I'm sorry, of regular Thor versus Venom. So, like, who wins or loses doesn't really matter anymore. They've already moved past that point. And at the very last line, it says, and don't worry, because after these two-part issues, this series completes, we will begin our next big Thor arc, Valhalla Risen. So whatever's going on on the Thor comics right now, I gotta say, this, I, I'm in. Not only am I going back and reading War of Realms, which I skipped because I don't care. Uh, I just kind of, like, read, like, side stories on it. Uh, I'm I'm a Thor fan again. Like who the writers, the the artists, they're all doing a great job of making me care about this incredibly stupid thing, uh, and that's 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 how you build fandom. You don't always have to be consistent to everything. Not everything has to be as it was. Some things can be new. Some things can be a little different. They could change genders. They could change sexualities. All of these things can happen as long as the story doesn't suck. But if you do that and the story sucks, now you're pissing everybody off. Except the nobody who's spending money, that kind of thing. So I'm loving this story. Uh, and I can't wait to see how it ends. Everybody else read this? Anybody I else did. read this? Any comments? I anything I miss? I waited because I love you guys' commentary on this. And yes. it's just it's more of a trip to read along as you guys explain this because I'm flipping through these pages like what? No way! <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and like Ugh. you said with like how they do things differently, I think that's just Donnie Cates, man. Anytime yeah. he takes over a project, you know, I feel like because Thor, beginning of like this Thor run, he was a, he got the power of 
uh, was it for, of Galactus? And then oh, yeah. uh, yeah. even Venom, Galactus. Exactly, Venom. Uh, his run there, he like recreated essentially everything about Venom. Introduced like Noel, the King in Black, and like. Oh, did Donny uh, Cates do the King yeah. in Black? Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he even did the uh, the Carnage. Um, uh, at this well. point, at this point, Donny Cates is now what Brian Michael Bendis was. Yeah, he is and he's... the because the King in Black saga was one ridiculous thing after the other, and I think it was great. It was. He even did, if you read it, Silver Surfer Black, which I'm not even a Silver Surfer fan, and I really enjoyed that. I mean, Silver uh, Surfer and they're different. shows up even. He did the in... artwork on top of that, too. Yeah. Well, they're different. That's the other thing. It's not like, like you know how Hickman, um, his Fantastic Four is unique to his X-Men, but his X-Men is far superior to his Fantastic Four? Mm-hmm. That's, like... That's one guy who's lending his his talent to two different books. I don't think I it might be an issue of what Donny Cates is interested in. It might be how he's writing, but I have never touched anything he's been responsible for and found it lacking. Even if it changed something. Like not every back not every part of the Venom story, not every issue was perfect, but it didn't matter no. because the entire issue the entire series the run was great the venom I beyond run was great um which uh wasn't him but it was him he was still uh in charge of venom at the time so he cut his teeth on venom he got some really good interest and now he's getting more mainstream characters so after this i mean the only thing he probably can't do is as we've all discussed amazing spider-man because he probably likes Spider-Man, and we can't have someone who likes no, Spider-Man. That, that will never happen. Um, um, there, even if you look at it, he's already crossing over his characters he's working on either in the same, like, he's working on it right now because he's doing Hulk and Thor, and that's how we're able to get this little Hulk versus Thor fight. But yeah. also, like, he created essentially the King in Black for Venom taking Matt's mantle, yeah. and now he, we're seeing Venom inside the Thor comic. So he's taking these properties he's worked on and he's just putting them together and having these fun, crazy stories. And I love that. I it's... mean, even the ending to the King in black was just this ridiculous, like mashup of like, all right, we have silver surfer come in. All right. He has the power cosmic. All right. That's not enough. All right. Well, venom's the only symbiote that can stand against the King in black. So why don't we give venom the power cosmic Oh, wait, but that's not enough. Okay, Thor is going to lend Stormbreaker to Venom to power up with the power cosmic to turn into a giant celestial battle axe. And then he's going to fight the King in Black and then fly him into the sun. Like, that's that's what they even did with uh, Thor issue one. You know, yeah. they're like, all right, you're the All Father now. All right, also, you're power cosmic. All right, also, you're assembling every. Um, uh, what should I say? The every Herald of Galactus ever, and you're creating mm -hmm. a team, and you're going to go fight something. Was the Black Winter, right? Something like yeah. that. He's like, you're assembling a team. Bam, here you go. And this is like two issues in. And you're like Jesus. Like I believe he also even did um, Cosmic Ghost Rider. So it it's it's fun because it 
they're interesting stories in and above themselves, like the King in Black, like the concept of like the symbiote God coming to Earth and being this huge daunting thing is just an interesting story of in itself. But then like once you got to Earth or they got to Earth and they saw like, all right, who got affected? Who got turned into a symbiote? Who died? And then the story, like it was an interesting story of itself. And then on top of that, they're like, cool shit, go. And that's, I think what makes these stories great is like the premise is solid and then they just throw in the coolest like internet fanfic type stuff but it still works you know so yeah it's 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 been awesome reading his work for sure oh i got but tell me guys what do you think of miss marvel no more comics. <laughs> I think we're good, right? Is I feel like there wasn't a lot uh, that came out. I would only like to take a moment to tell everybody that Fortnite X Marvel, while schlocky garbage, isn't the worst comic I've ever read. Um, it is schlock. It is absolutely positively a comic written for teenagers who play Fortnite. That is, is all it is. Pool? There is no D. It is a. Uh, it as, is as a collector. Would you it, as, as a, a collector, I would probably pull it. Um, Fortnite. Uh, this is the second attempt at one of these. Uh, it's referred to as issue one because uh, they stopped calling things one shots, which is very stupid. Uh. It does seem to be setting up a continuing story. There is an issue two on this one. I think it's uh, supposed to. It's gonna go through September, is what I read. So that's six issues, five issues. Okay. Yeah. Um. Is again, is it good? By the loosest definition, yes. The story does make sense. Is it schlocky garbage? Absolutely. But it doesn't suck. And that's, that's the bet. Like, if I told you Fortnite X Marvel Zero War, your immediate reaction is probably, ah, stupid. And you'd be right, but not bad. And I just wanted to say that. Uh, wasn't the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. So if you happen to come across Fortnite X Marvel, by all means, pick it up. Uh, or you can go on eBay, wait three weeks for everyone who thinks they're going to sell it for 55 or $60, like all those sneaker resellers. Uh, you know, the 12-year-old sneaker resellers with their mom's credit card. Mm. <laughs> yeah, wait for them to this. not sell, and then you'll be able to pick it up for like five or six bucks the way it's supposed to. But it is a pretty cool idea, even though it's, it's very stupid. Uh, stupid, but fun. Um, and I just, before we go into Ms. Marvel, just want to tell everybody about the comics we'll be uh, talking about next week, because next week is a very big uh, week for comics. Uh, next week, so there's a lot of comics coming out, but the ones we're kind of focusing on are X-Men Red 3, as is tradition, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number 2, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, issue 3, as is tradition, Captain America, mm -hmm. Sentinel of Liberty, number 1, part of this, the whole Captain America arc we were talking about, uh, Spider-Man 2099's Exodus, issue 2, uh, uh, Fantastic Four, 
Marvel Tales issue one featuring I think it's the OG one like the ghost, the new Fantastic Four sorry yeah so it's Gray Hulk Spider Man Ghost Rider and um, Wolverine yeah Wolverine the garbage Fantastic Four uh, there's plenty of other issues uh, there's Ben Riley Spider Man coming out there's another What If Miles Morales that is I you know I guess is going well. Uh, and then, of course, there's another issue number one that I'm looking forward to. Again, don't really want this to be a continuing story because the characters aren't that interesting. But uh, Hulkling and Wiccan, uh, that couple from the Young Avengers, are uh, are getting their their own series. Uh, I'm interested because I think Hulkling and Wiccan's relationship is the safest relation like i think it's a better relationship than reed and sue have um yeah yeah and that's, that's without un- namor trying to sleep unfortunately with true yeah i, I don't I, like admitting that one yeah that's a hard like, one right there was even like a questionable time with like namor there but like hulkin <laughs> wiccan and hulkling you're like nah they're good they're good yeah, no fear no yeah fear. Like, so I'm gonna I'm that one I'm definitely gonna talk about next week. Obviously, we'll talk about Spider Gwen and everything, but I just want to let everybody know what we're talking about. So now, Vinny, Ms. Marvel, it came out episode one after weeks of of fanfare. I'm gonna let you take the lead because we got plenty to talk about with Ms. Marvel. Oh man. All right. So I have a horrible memory, so I'm gonna try my best here. Uh it was really good so like i think we all had like worries and i we've vocalized our worries on this podcast i'm not gonna keep kicking that uh but they made the character super fun i think the the trailers actually just made it look bad yes like there was a lot of cool artwork like Mm -hmm. say like when they're texting you'd see the signs around them showing the messages between them and it was just a lot of cool little background stuff they're doing with art as they would move through the city um tony we were all watching it together tony the whole time was like i know that block because you know it's like <laughs> right around right down the road from i guess um i thought that was kind of cool but some the story... of it was some of it they actually filmed in jersey city some of it they did not because i'm like that's not a place in jersey city i, I um, loved your comment you're like they had like an open street for a second you're like that's impossible there's no way they have that. Yeah, there's no way they did a driver's <laughs> test in uh, in Jersey City. Yeah. That's impossible. <laughs> that, that like um, that's an obstacle course at that point. Uh, yeah, but it's like it's a really simple beginning. You know, we got we meet uh, Kamala Khan. She has her really smart best friend. I don't I don't remember his name. It was like Italian. That's all I remember. Bruno. Uh, uh, they're wanting to go to a uh, Avengers Con. Was it called? Yep. So they go to the event. They want to go to Avengers Con, but Kamala's family won't let her go. Um, And it's kind of like that argument. She wants to do a. She wants to win the cosplay as Captain Marvel, and that's what kind of the most. That's the main plot of this. But eventually, she would get the opportunity to go with her dad, but they would have to dress up as like Hulk. I loved. I loved that outfit he was wearing. That was the greatest and also saddest part of the entire episode. That was the best dad Marvel's ever shown. Yeah, and he's so excited. The man in practice 
paints his entire skin green and is all excited to go as the Hulk. And she's like, there's no big Hulk and little Hulk. And it's like, no, screw you. You go there with it, your dad and you have an awesome time because I never got to do that with my dad. And screw you for not doing that with your dad. I love I, that I, we have Peter Parker, the orphan, and then Kamala Khan, the perfect dad. But she's like, nah. Yeah. That was that was the only part of the episode. I was like, I hate you, Kamala, because <laughs> you were like, she's not normal. She's a nerd. She's she's got her head in the clouds. She she's she's us. She's meds. a dweeb. She's a dweeb. <laughs> like that's what she is. And like, she's not a popular kid. You know what I mean? She's not like a, she's a got her two prom friends. queen. She's got her small group of friends who are also whatever they want to call like I will I don't want to say outcasts cuz they never really treated them like outcasts in in the show, which is good I'm, I'm tired of seeing that yeah uh that trope like just because they're different nobody likes them like I they're totally believe friends. the gym teacher pronounces her name wrong uh even though it's a very easy to pronounce name What they call I it? Totally, it, was a it was like a Camilla 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 yeah, yeah. The fine. I, like, yeah, those things happen. Are they a big deal? I'm sure to some people. My last name, anyone who knows it, doesn't have uh, vowels in it. So, like, yeah, I never got my last name pronounced. Did it hurt my feelings? No, because I'm an adult. Like, and back then, but, I wasn't a child. That's the other way around. I was never that much of a child. But I do understand that, like, like that kind of thing. Well, even happens. even in the show, she just kind of like glanced. Like, it didn't bother her. Yeah, she was just like exactly. She was beyond you know. such. They didn't try to hammer anything in, which is great. They were just telling an awesome story, and then like her dad and her mom agree to let her go to this convention. Which, just to let you know, in the real world, an Avenger Con in in New Jersey would be terrifying to for a, a child to go to. Like they I would be like, oh, you right can't that go. It wasn't an abandoned warehouse, you know, like, but it wouldn't look like it did in the show. <laughs> I, let me let me be perfectly clear. I've gone to PAX East. I've gone to TwitchCon. I've gone to San Diego Comic-Con. And I would not feel comfortable letting my 16-year-old daughter, let alone child of any kind, going to those, anything like that. I have, I have gone to the Discord after party. And let me tell you what the Discord after party is. Cocaine. It's cocaine. The party is cocaine. <laughs> there was so much cocaine at it, it was PAX East was in uh I believe Boston. Oh not actually Boston, Worcester, but somewhere around there, I think. Uh, because it wasn't Rhode Island, that was something else. It was up in it was up around Boston, and I was like just hanging out with people, and they're like, Hey, we're gonna do Discord after party. We're gonna do the uh the NVIDIA after party. Do you wanna go? I'm like, Yeah, sure. Do I need to like pay or like, do I need someone's approval? They're like, no, just show up. I walk in five seconds later. I'm like, how is this a frat party? What the? F like, and that's my experience. I'm sure some people had an experience where they went, asked a question at a panel and left or something. But like, I would never let my 16 year old child go alone. But I but the fact that like the father was like, yeah, we're going to dress up as the Hulk and we're going to go together because I think it's cool. Like, and she was like, uh, that's not what I want to do. You literally got not only what you wanted, but the absolute bonus of your parents who don't understand you, ignoring that to make you happy. And you were like, nah, uh. I, they, yeah. and, 
they spent money on those uh, outfits, man. Those did not look cheap. Those were custom made. And she was so afraid oh. to show off her Captain Marvel outfit, which was like a biker jacket and mom jeans. Like, I was like, the, the most strict family in the history of family would not view that as, hmm. Yeah. That's sexualizing our daughter. Like, that would be like, what? You look like an idiot. Let's go. And then they were still willing to paint them green and go as the Hulk. Like, that was the only part of that entire episode where I was like, fuck you, Kamala. The rest of it, oh my God, it was beautiful. Every aspect I of that episode. the family, just like the interactions they had felt natural, like as a family. Oh, yeah. Um, it was great. The they, dad was great. The mom was great. The, even the brother was great. Like, the brother's just some guy, and he's just like, I don't care, Kamala. <laughs> I was even commenting. I was like, his beard is a little too long um, because I can't get my beard that long. That's the only the reason artwork. why I made that comment. What do you guys think about that artwork, though? Like when they put it, in the backgrounds and like, it, or the the plan she would devise and like, this is how we're gonna do it. And it's like everyone's wearing the I love Kamala shirts. <laughs> I, it felt like uh, Into the Spider-Verse, like, almost. Like, it had that type of quality of, like, you know, because he had that same head in the clouds, or Miles Morales, sorry. Uh, it had that same kind of head of the clouds until he realized he was a spider, you know, Spider-Man. And then just the vis- the striking visuals that they had in that uh, kind of, that's what it reminded me of. Um. Even her powers, the way they actually introduced him, I was like, yeah, that's not her powers. That's the gauntlet. Like, everything was great. I, I, the trailers ruined my expectations of that show. You Vinny, think that was right. on purpose? Or do you no, think it's impossible. For some reason they messed that up? No, like, I think somehow. it's, first of all, it's never on purpose. They, okay, let me, let me explain, let me explain something here. to you. you Remember know? when they to you. accidentally uploaded the low-res version of like, She-Hulk? <laughs> yeah. let me, let me, Vinny, Vincenzo. My friend. I, I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt. My friend. I, 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 look, I, I Sony agree. re-released Morbius for a weekend because they I, thought the memes were out of love. That was Sony making that decision this is disney i don't think disney really made excuse me trailers on purpose excuse me sir that was the point i was making both sony and disney employ communications majors and marketing majors who are dumb and don't need jobs whoever does whoever said this is the trailer that we need for ms marvel that person should not be working there anymore because they almost single-handedly took what was one of the most fun, authentic, and original tellings of Ms. Marvel and ruined it. Even the uh, um, acting, right? Because, like, in the trailer, they looked stale. She looked stiff, right? She was was arrogant. Any voice. In yeah. the trailer, she was arrogant. an arrogant, self-centered, like, like, woe is me, the world doesn't like me. That line that they used, brown girls from Jersey uh, don't save the world, 
like in the trailer it felt so forced and it like it was just like ugh but in the show it had context and yes i understand that's how shows work but why put it in the trailer then to remind everybody that she's a brown girl from Jer like don't do like the, the the giant takeaway is if you looked at the trailers for ms marvel and you were like this show isn't good you're wrong because it actually is really good but the trailer sucked so you could hate the trailer and i completely support that but the show episode one i, I gotta say it was it was one of the more refreshing i'm telling you man I, i'm like josh i'm gonna continue to go on two ships passing in the night with you i think their tv shows uh with one or two exceptions are are kicking the crap out of their movies right now man you want to know I, it? And I'm, and this is the case, like, this is like you were talking about earlier, where I'm the same way. I'm happy to be wrong on this. Like, yeah. I enjoyed Miss Marvel. We, we all watched it together. We laughed. We, like, I, outside of that one scene, and it's not even like the scene was bad. It's just like, man, we felt for that dad of yeah. like, that was just like, that was a really shitty thing for you to do. But like, that's not like a thing against the show or anything. Like we all enjoyed it. And uh, if you've been, if you've been listening to the podcast, like, you know, we were all kind of like, uh, we're going to watch it because it's a new Marvel thing come out. And, um, because I think that, of how good good. Sorry. 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 No, I, I think, I think I, I can't speak for Vinny or Tony here, but like, I'm going to watch it now because I want to see what happens next. Like, Oh yeah, uh, that I'm was it was so good that now I refuse to look at any more She-Hulk trailers because I'm convinced She-Hulk is going to be better than the trailers. I agree. I like, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that like the Marvel TV show department somewhere both I I still think Loki was phenomenal. I still think WandaVision. Uh, was like seven out of ten, but mostly that was because of how they chopped it up, not because of the story. I think the story was great. Dragged I think out. They kind of, yeah, I think they kind of chopped it up a little bit more than I, I would like. But that was just me, my personal opinion. I still thought it was great. It just wasn't as good as it could have been. I thought it um, lost its charm once they got into like the modern family era. Like I liked it when it was like we're gonna do uh, I Dream of Genie and things like that. Because uh, those were fun and interesting, and then but but the memes about Agatha all along, yeah, and that the small-minded children that shared them, the, but that was the best part. Yeah, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm not gonna. I'm lie. literally dripping with sarcasm. I'm sopping with sarcasm thank, in that sense. Thank you. Again, <laughs> I thought ca ca anything Catherine Hahn does is perfect. Um, but no, you would think. Great. You would think if you just, if you never saw it, yeah, Agatha all along was perfect. Uh, like, if you never saw it, like, the memes, and I kicked, I killed the dog too, like, made that out to be, like, the most ridiculous reveal in history. And I was like, oh, God. We're morons. All of us. Yeah, I was gonna say. Remember, Tony, the internet is full of stupid people, ourselves included. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not removing myself from this conversation. Yeah. I'm firmly planting my feet like the tree of idiots, <laughs> and <laughs> saying 
Me likey. Uh, we are the except... mighty strong roots to the tree of idiots. So, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> everything except Falcon and Winter Soldier, I I think, and maybe like most of What If, uh, I think was very well done. Um, I enjoyed all the TV shows. It's not that I think that the TV shows are bad. I just think they are, for the most part, average to above average. Um, now, and like I said last time, I think in recent that the, the movies have gotten bad, but I think on average, I'll take some of the more recent. And I think that might just be because of the movies are easier to digest. Um, and like, uh, there's no like forcing to sit through it. Like, uh, like Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, like once it got to the middle, I was like, man, I don't really want to keep watching this, but I'm going to because there's only like three more episodes. And what was my end reward? You're a bad man, Senator. You should do more. Like, okay, fine. But like, uh, you know, if you watch The Eternals, you only have to watch The Eternals once for two hours and then you never have to watch it again. Um, so. Or, or not at all. Yeah. Uh, true. Or you can have friends who tell you not to watch the Eternals and then you don't. But I'm saying like, if, if you're not enjoying the Eternals, like you don't have to, you, you watch it for two hours. You don't have to sit through a month and a half and like eight hours worth of content to see the conclusion, to come to the firm, like grasp of, Oh, I didn't enjoy that. So that's kind of, that's why I'm I, not like, um, I would I argue that is more indicative of a terrible release format yeah that people are trying to like literally screw people over on like that that process is designed to screw you out of money it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you were paying anyway because you are not the person they were marketing it to the 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 plan of we're gonna like even the boys they gave you three of, I think it's nine episodes in the opening week. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. And then I watched episode four. I'm like, you don't understand. And you can't, like, there. there's literally no study that will be believable that implies people prefer weekly episodic content. Like it does not exist, right? That 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 is not the way people work. That we don't we we that's why the success models are there. It's just people trying to go back to things the way they were, and it's not going to work. It'll work because people are gonna be subscribed to Disney Plus, because people are gonna be subscribed to Netflix, because they're gonna be subscribed. Actually, I don't think anyone's subscribe subscribed to Prime Video. I like 0.0 people are like, you know what? I don't order from Amazon and I don't use Amazon music and I don't ever watch Twitch, but uh, I got to watch the expanse for $12 a month like that. And I love the expanse. I, I cannot stress enough. I love that show. That That's not a reality that anybody's like, that's not a real thing. Yeah. Um. But Hey, I'm just going to complain about that because it's never going to change and they're just going to keep doing it because people are going to keep paying for it. 
So whatever. Um, but it doesn't matter because if you if you make a good story, we will wait. Right? And Captain Marvel, or not sorry, Ms. Marvel is a good story. It's it's selling itself as uh something I'm interested in watching for the future. So, you know, power to me, power to them. They got me for what is it, six episodes? I believe it's uh, six episodes. Yeah. And if you guys don't want to pay um for that much, not next week, right? Or not this week, but the week after, subscribe to Disney Plus, watch the three episodes, watch the other three, and then uh cancel your cancel. subscription. Yeah, cancel your Even, subscription. Even uh watch all Kenobi if you're interested in Star Wars. Yeah, so you can that, catch up. Be over by this then. is the time, guys. You can catch up perfect. on Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, which is just great. Just you can run through all the other Marvel shows. Like that's a perfect month of content right there. To be honest, if you really are interested in finishing this stuff, yeah. Or you know, you could pay uh, whatever eight dollars a month um, in your bundle with Hulu and ESPN and Spotify and Paramount. You could even wait till uh, halfway through She Hulk and then watch everything. Um, yeah. Strange Doctor Strange uh, is coming, I think, next week to Disney Plus as well. So, like, if you oh, haven't yeah. seen Doctor next Strange, week, guys, never mind. Don't listen to me. Next week, buy, everybody. Buy next week. Next week, we told you. Next week, do it. Well, it was always next week, but because well, I'm yeah. saying next week. Let me clarify this. It's it's by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be around like the 15th, 16th. Um, so we're talking about next next week so around yeah. just throw the date out there for anyone listening i think it's around the 22nd, the 22nd to 24th go ahead maybe the 24th it's a friday you have an entire weekend you know go ahead get your disney plus subscription binge watch uh all you got on ms marvel any of the old tv shows kenobi if you're still into star wars and all that stuff doctor strange and the multiverse of madness hell rewatch Endgame if you want and then at the end of that Go ahead and cancel it for another two months. Wait for She-Hulk to come out. Solve that problem on its own. Yep. In the meantime, you got Thor in theaters. So it's like, it's pretty solid. <laughs> it's yeah. a pretty solid run. Theaters. And even then, uh, Thor might be out on Disney Plus when we near the end of She-Hulk. So um, you don't want to wait for that. I think, I think Thor won't be on Disney Plus until probably like October. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe well, Doctor September Strange was October. May. Well, it's, you know, it's June. I, th- so I like... think it's gonna. I think it'll just depend on how well Thor does. Thor's um, gonna do probably. better than Doctor Strange. Oh, it absolutely uh, will. I, I love the the director for, you know, Doctor Strange uh, Ragnarok. I think I saw last uh, just crossed like nine hundred and fifty million, so not quite at that billion mark, but still pretty well. Oh, um, again. Not like what are we what are we doing? Yeah. Our, our armchair generaling. Ah, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> the greatest of all dollars. Trash. I know. Yeah. I, was just saying, I was just saying like um, I I think yeah. So that was no, all the I, point. I, I don't disagree with you for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, do you get you get your you get your power watch? But if you want the comfort of watching it on your own time and you don't want to feel like binge watching it then by all means, literally pirate it. Like, there's no yep. reason to pay for this service. Um, unless, like I said, 
in the beginning of this this podcast you want them to continue making the content like people always like to think that they can talk their way into or out of an issue or they can communicate i like this i don't like this do this don't do that no you can't just don't spend money and the more people that don't spend money on something and the given the reason why it does make changes you do get more positive res- feedback and positive results from those things so just you know speak with your wallet uh if if you're happy about how they release that stuff then you know continue subscribing i'm not so i do my subscriptions uh because my friend has one because he has children my friend nick has two kids so he's like yeah disney plus is just great i it's like a babysitter. I just put it on and leave. I'm like, great. Keep, while you're being a bad parent. Yeah, while you're going out and being a bad parent, I'm going to also look at your Disney Plus subscription to watch TV shows I want because we're never going to stop sharing passwords. And no, you're not losing money based on sharing passwords because you never were going to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, Ms. Marvel was great. That. Ms. Marvel, Netflix is stupid, man. Don't tell Netflix that. They're Netflix. like, what do you mean? They totally were going to pay for this. Netflix, I didn't I fix Netflix? Was it on, I think it was on one of my streams. I think Maybe. I fixed, I think I fixed all of their problems. I was like, guys, you're doing it all wrong. Release an ep- release a brand new, don't binge release a season. Release episodes on Wednesday and Friday. Or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday depending on the number of episodes in a season, if it's odd, divisible by two or three. If it's a nine episode, release it over uh, the course of a month so that people have enough time to hype over it so that you're not constantly pumping out schlock. I was watching the show on Netflix. Sorry, we're going to rant for a second. Called, I'm not joking. It's called Love on the Spectrum. And yeah. um, uh, I... First of all... Um, they really did find an incredibly attractive woman to be the tentpole for that entire series. Um, uh, she was incredibly attractive and successful um, in life uh, and uh, kind of nerdy. Um, and then everybody else, they were like, Okay, but it is a show about people on the autistic spectrum or um, anyone with dis- mental disabilities, really, um, trying to date other people. And I was like, is that an empowering show? Like, no, is, that, is that empowerment? I, I, or is that, I, is no that like, car, like <laughs> carnival? Yeah, carnival, no, carnival, like, Barker stuff like are you like hey look even these weird people can find like I don't know what they were trying to do with that show but Netflix yeah, they can find love you fucking version yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like, what are they trying oh, are, like it, it never came across as if they were like look at how sweet this is it came across as like very very like dystopian society token garbage stuff which was why i love the other dating show they had uh love is blind because it was stupid i'm convinced that love is blind is is the most brilliant thing on netflix because what they did was they said 
hey, what if we make the most overtly and obviously scripted, garbage, fake, complete schlock, useless dating show and and make fun of the people who think it's real? And then they just kept upping the more ridiculous and eventually it split into two groups of people. People who knew it was ridiculous and were watching because it was so stupid and people who legitimately thought that poor 18-year-old fell madly in love with the 38-year-old woman who not only admitted to cheating but admitted to him that she loved another guy who told her she wasn't worthy i was it was the best show ever i was like this is amazing people believe this is real like believing reality tv shows is one thing believing this one no no no, 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 no. amazing so netflix knows how to make schlocky garbage entertainment and that's beautiful but they have no idea how to release it and then they're going to be like hey we're going to release this movie oh it did really good according to our numbers that we made up in space right but we're losing subscribers so we're gonna make sure no more password sharing like okay netflix <laughs> just release your content not like release your content so people can binge it right if they want but not have to binge it because if you release all 10 seasons of all 10 episodes of stranger things on one day and I haven't had time to watch it, now I have to avoid everything and spoilers until I do. But if you release like two or three episodes a week and you allow the content creation community, the commentary community to build up hype for your show, it's way more likely somebody who can't see advertising for your show unless they're on Netflix. The other thing that I thought would save Netflix and make them a billion-dollar company again, if they're not right now, which I'm not 100% on, is you have an application that people have to sign into to use your product. Sell, sell fucking merchandise. How is it that they don't have a store on their application or web server, like web service, that ties in to sell direct merchandise from like Stranger Things. I keep saying Stranger Things because it season four just dropped. But it doesn't That's matter. It's also their most popular show. Well, they have plenty. They have a uh, Umbrella uh, Academy, I think. Academy, is one of them. Which uh just came out with season three. Yeah. Um, so like you have a platform that people have to log into, and nobody thought, like, why don't we just have a store? So if people watch this, we could be like, hey, do you want the Stranger Things t shirt? You don't even have to run the store. You could just have people like T Fury or one of the website merch people like advertise on the store for a percentage of profits the way Apple and um uh like Google Play stores work for their for their app stores. Like you have it. You're Netflix. Just just do that. Netflix doesn't even let you sign up via your phone. So they could just have that store charge it to your Netflix account and then We've saved in like whatever that is, and then we've saved infinite time. You're millionaires. You're billionaires again, guys. So fix your problem. Anyway, I would do. I would say the same for Disney Plus, but uh, if Netflix does it, Disney Plus will do it in six weeks faster and better. Absolutely. Uh, last last thing is the final Thor trailer we got. Uh, looks cool. Love what they're doing with the art. 
Love the changes of Gore, the God Butcher, as time progresses. He seems to be sucking the color out of the universe. I gotta say, it looks fun. I think it'll be a very fun movie. And I think that's what um, I'm really excited for, just to have this bright, colorful movie, just to enjoy. Yeah, just a, just a good shut your mind off and enjoy Marvel stuff, because they're clearly not doing great at their world building anymore. Um, which again, I can't wait to be wrong about in nine months when some, when they course correct and fix the problems. But until nine months from now, we got, what we got, you know? Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, okay. So the last part of this, we're going to throw to Josh. Josh wants to talk about midnight suns. Uh, boy, do I go ahead, Josh. I believe in you. It all right, and so this is not like Josh wants to rant about Midnight Suns being bad. I we last this last week, um, what was it, the Summer Games Fest or whatever replaced E3 that was E3 but not E3. Um, we finally got one a release date for Midnight Suns. So October seventh, twenty twenty two, it will be here. So that's exciting. After it was supposed to be here back in March of this year. It got pushed back. And not only that, we got um, the, uh, I don't know if it's the final character reveal or the second to last character reveal, but uh, they revealed that Spider-Man is going to be in it. And then also Venom is going to be in it, but he is going to be one of the enemies. So we got another trailer for that. Combining both of them, we got to see... um, Lilith uh, corrupt Venom. So now we have a demonically infused Venom, a demonic infused Sabretooth, demonic infused Hulk. So that should be a terrifying concept. And a demonic infused, uh, it wasn't quite clear, but I think it's Scarlet Witch because they had red crackling lightning. So it could have been like Storm and it just turned red because demon, but I think it's supposed to be Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, Storm is a mandate character. Okay. Uh, um, Mar- and for anyone who's not listening, uh, there are certain characters that Marvel, um, depending on the style of game you're making, Marvel mm-hmm. makes you use. Uh, for example, it is incredibly difficult for you to find a Marvel game that doesn't have wolverine yeah um it's not impossible but it's difficult it's it's incredibly difficult for you to have a marvel especially if it's got multiple different uh types of characters in it uh you can't not see um uh uh, iron man he's got to be involved in it in some way um uh, black widow or Captain Marvel are one or the other, and generally speaking, um, Storm, because, uh, again, diversity isn't something corporations celebrate. It's a box they check. They're like, woman plus black, problem solved. That said, you know that I love Storm more than anybody else, so that works for me because Storm is my fucking favorite. Uh, I'm happy to see her in everything, but she is a Marvel mandate character. So generally speaking, you yeah. you have to see. Now that's not true all the time. Um a lot well, of times they they squeeze Wolverine out temporarily or they use him in some other form. Uh mm-hmm. but 
you know, Storm, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Wolverine is one of the big ones. Um, Black Widow is one of the big ones once they get across everybody. So, um, yeah, so like I, what I was referring to um, is the you have the Midnight Suns who are going to be your heroes of this story. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, the hunter who is going to be the player character who is customizable. So you'll be able to pick gender looks, things like that. Uh, this is a new character for Midnight Suns, the game that you're going to be in control of, who's going to be the leader of the Midnight Suns, the organization um, to fight Lilith. They are also the child of Lilith. So that's kind of the connection. So then you're going to, for the roster of heroes that you can use, you're going to have Iron Man, um, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Nico, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. I feel like I'm forgetting something, someone. But um, point is, large roster of characters that are going to be on your side, going up against Lilith, who looks to have recruited recruited uh in air quotes uh hulk venom Sabretooth, and scarlet witch to her side now i we're told we're going to see other characters throughout the marvel universe obviously as you go on missions like this isn't going to be those are the only characters ever in the world um but in terms of like playable characters versus like main villains that's who you're going to be going up against um they did also, so that's the story. We got the release date. Um, we did get more gameplay um, footage and people actually got to play Midnight Suns. So the game is in a, obviously in a playable state with four months to go. But uh, the impression that people came out with, it's it's made by the team by XCOM, but it's not an XCOM game with a Marvel skin on it. Um, so if that's what you're looking for you might be disappointed but i don't think if once you play it you'll be disappointed it's going to be more of a turn-based rpg and then uh your abilities come from a deck of cards the each character gets eight cards for attack for support so you always have like a nice mix of range of abilities and then that's shuffle all four characters when you go out on a mission shuffle the deck of cards together and then each turn you get to draw cards and that determines what moves you get to use um, for that. And apparently there are going to be move combos where uh, one example that I read was uh, Ghost Rider can open up a portal to hell. Magic, that's the one that I was forgetting. Magic was the last character I was forgetting. She can open up portals to teleport enemies around the map. So uh, one combo that someone said they did was they opened up a portal to hell and then placed uh, the teleport portal right on top of that and then teleported the enemies directly into that hell portal. And so there's going to be other power combos like that. Uh, the environment is going to be interactable. Uh, you know, your standard stuff, throw an explosive barrel or throw people into an explosion barrel, deal fire damage, things like that. I'm going to take so, a moment to interrupt you really quickly. Uh and there, this is a, this is kind of important to the topic. Uh, I went to Micro Center today to just pick up some stuff I needed, and uh, they had in stock, you know, 
30 series graphics cards. 30, 3060s, 3070s, 3080s, 3090s, whatever. And they were selling an MSRP. You know, like, the 3080 for 800 The 3060 for 400 So graphics cards are back in stock. I still can't get a PlayStation 5. For, for, yeah. for its... For cost. You know what I mean? <laughs> not, not like, I could get a PlayStation 5 if I spend $1,000 to have it yep. sent to me. But, no, like, I can't have a PlayStation 5 from Walmart or Target. And the reason I'm saying this is because, while, yes, I'm probably going to play Midnight Suns on my PC because I'm a PC gamer, I still want a PS5. <laughs> how is this happening? Like, how is it that I could buy two 3060s for less than one PlayStation 5 still? Like, still to this day. It blows my mind. But the good news, I, the reason I brought this up is the game doesn't come out until, like, November. So you got October. plenty of time. October, yeah. whatever. Who cares? So, yeah. <laughs> this game that they were, like, starting to ramp up their hype over about this entire time, they're like, yeah! Yeah, it's coming! It's coming! It's coming, guys! It's coming! When? Later! Alright. You know, soon. <laughs> Well, I mean, so also it is going to be released released on. I I guess you can't call it current last gen. So your PlayStation Four, your what's the Xbox? The Xbox Series X. Yeah, I'm not X buying Series S. I'm not. I have, I, for the record, I have an Xbox Series X. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I, I have one as well. Is whatever. Yeah, whatever I don't have a PlayStation con- Five, but I, so I was like, fine, I'll buy an Xbox. Yeah, uh, Xbox One. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. And there is a Switch version, but I think that's gotten pushed back. So if you're a Switch owner, I apologize. Uh, Not because I did anything wrong. I just apologize that uh, the game industry continually pushes back your ports uh, into infinite nothingness. Still waiting on that Switch Genshin Impact version. But... (laughs) um, for Midnight Suns, uh, I liked what I saw. So if this isn't going to be a game for every Marvel fan. I think this is going to be a game if you like tactical RPGs and Marvel, I think this is the game for you. If you just like tactical RPGs and you're kind of lukewarm on Marvel 1, why are you listening to this podcast? Actually, I'm just kidding. Uh, appreciate you listening, but like this is a game a very niche game for you know certain people so look uh on stream i think it was monday last week or whatever so we were talking about like game success and what it takes to to kind of make it and someone asked me what would midnight suns have to do to be like like more successful than games like Marvel Avengers and uh that you know that style of of game and i i had to take a moment to think on it for a little bit uh and i think think is the keyword here i think the answer to that question is uh, it's impossible it cannot right 
Uh, that is not be more successful than a a uh, it's, than Marvel it's, the game Avengers. Is not yeah, it can't. And yes, and I understand even exactly how it is. The point is that this style of game is not a massively multiplayer RPG. It Correct. is not a it it's is not no, a first person shooter. It. it is not a looter shooter. It doesn't have the the audience to have that much success. And don't get me wrong, it seems to play like XCOM plus XCOM with like a card draw um, RNG aspect. I think it's got less of the so XCOM has so much of the tactical Yeah. This is this is would be closer to like a truly like a um uh, I don't know if anyone's played this, but I would say the uh, Legend of Heroes game. So your Trails of the yeah. Sky, Trails of Cold Steel, those type of tactical turn-based RPGs. I think this is would be a closer comparison because they get rid of the grid system. There's no grid system like in XCOM or any of your other tactical RPGs. This is you're on a battlefield. You can kind of move around once per you can move around once per turn. But then your abilities will also move you around the map. Like um, I think they said, like Captain Marvel had like a zigzag ability where you, you've seen it, where she's like goes binary and dashes between enemies, and that'll move her into position. So, um, but yeah, it's it's not an action beat them up, beat them up like um, uh, Avengers was. So, and it's not an open world expansive it um, is a good strategy game yeah it looks fun i'm going to enjoy every second of it i'm going to enjoy the art style the storyline it already looks beautiful you know i'm actually mad that they that it's not coming out till october because like i wanted to hear like july 4th and i'd be like oh, hell yeah. yeah something to do like i'm i'm more okay. i'm more mad that i don't get to play it right now you know um yep and and I think I'm gonna have a blast with it, but just like I said earlier, the fact that I like something does not mean that that something is going to be successful in a massive way. I think that Avengers, the Avengers game that kind of punted, I think they fixed a lot of their problems. I think it's actually a playable and enjoyable game. Problem is it's day late and a dollar short. Um, I'm yeah. not gonna fire up my PlayStation and I'm not, yeah, my, I'm not going to fire up my PS4 or play the game for free that I have from Xbox Game Pass because the damage has been done. Kind of like what happened with No Way, no, uh, no Man's Sky. That game now is far better. Not only is that game better than it was on release, because it was garbage on release, it's better than it was that they planned to make it like no man's sky is a phenomenal game. Now, if you can get it for $20 or less, or if you have Xbox games pass, like get it, it's amazing. They really did turn around, but at the same time, they also lied to all their, their consumers that were interested in it. Kind of like star citizen. So like, what are you going to do? You know, um, that's kind of the problem. You only have, a, you only have one chance to make a first impression. And even if you end up like Fallout 76, both people that still play Fallout 76 will swear up and down that it's a great game. They will, you know, they will tell everybody who will listen, the game's phenomenal. And nobody will care because it wasn't. And it they did a terrible job at the launch. They There was hacks, there was broke, break, you know, everything was broken. 
and yeah, it's their it's the developer's fault for releasing a faulty product, for not sticking to 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 things, for thinking it would be okay to use a thirteen year old uh, engine for an online multiplayer system and not have it get hacked immediately. Uh, it's the same issue. I don't think this game's going to run into those issues, but it it it's the same conversation we had about Snap and everything else. The style of game is it. It's not the style of game for everybody. So I think that I'm going to pick it up. I know you are. Vinny will probably wait three months and then pick it up. Uh, I'm only probably. saying that because his child is due around that time, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, it's a perfect time to ignore the kid. Hold on. Yes. No, I mean, uh, so when, you're, when your child is up late at night screaming, you know, and you're up like, to console up, baby. I'm playing no, <laughs> the new Marvel the game. child, you know, like if you play it on console, right, it's super easy to have like swaddling the baby with one arm. And then because like it's not like we said, an action game or anything like you can play it with one hand because it's a turn based tactical RPG. You will you will get your turn. The enemies will get their turn. And then you can leave it paused anywhere in between. So, um, yeah, but, by the way, um, obviously I'm clearly joking, but um, as I was making these jokes, my wife was staring at me, shaking her head, and it was not, and she was not happy. Yes, but see, that's the beauty of it. You have to pay for it, not me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'll get to play Midnight Suns as much as I want. Answer to no man. Yeah, we're going to be playing. To be fair, Anna might be playing Midnight Suns too. Uh, <laughs> so all right. She might. She actually might. That brings it up. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final comments before we move on? Aside from watch Ms. Marvel episode one and probably by the time you hear this, episode two. Um, uh, if you haven't, Thor, and you are going to see it, uh, Thor tickets went on sale on this previous monday so you can buy them now or don't again i don't tell people how to live their life i barely control my own so um that's about it yeah i really don't have anything i'm excited just for the future of what's happening with marvel personally uh marvel comics or marvel movies or marvel games don't say all All the uh (laughs) look all right i'm excited about midnight suns right looks like a great game Yep. It's hard for, like there's not a lot of Marvel games where I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really fun. Like there's some I'm interested in, but this Yeah, it looks super looks really awesome. Fun. It looks Comics. great. All right. First first thing, oh. Hulk versus Thor. I wanna see this. Keep going. Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Thor. Super excited. Yes, it's all yeah. the above. I don't care if I sound generic. Oh yeah. No, I wanted you to go into detail. Like I didn't <laughs> want you to say, don't say all of the above. I wanted you to say all of the things you uh, that includes. <laughs> Hulk literally tore off the bifrost all right <laughs> no Thor-Hulk, he destroyed it, it with his hulk thor rage thor. i know I'm ready. I'm ready for the conclusion i'm so excited i don't like that last one <laughs> thor. um all right josh last thoughts uh oh uh spider-man the playstation 4 game was announced to be getting a pc remaster so you have that to look forward to if you didn't if you don't own a playstation uh, the ability to play that. I'm excited about the games. Honestly, between the Midnight Suns, whenever we get the second Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and then when we're old and gray and get the Wolverine game. I don't know. Hey, it, there's hey, a, the Wolverine game 
The Wolverine game will come out before I'm old and gray, because I use just for men. They don't sponsor us yet, but they probably will. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, we'll talk about more dumb stuff that involves Marvel. Uh, as always, I've been Tony Scangilli, joined by uh, Vinny and Josh. Have a good night. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye. Tune in next week on Marvel.